What's going on? Welcome into our first edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Yes, the 2021-22 season is upon us. The first preseason game is on Monday as the Pelicans hit the road to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Starting now, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll be right here with you on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app. Of course, you can download the show on iTunes. We wanted to kick things off during training camp as media day um, was on Monday. Training camp happened yesterday, two days for the team, and they'll continue that today. But we wanted to bring in our radio squad to kind of break things down and kind of get you ready for the first preseason game on Monday. We're missing John DeShazer as he has Saints obligations this morning, but we welcome in Todd Graffinini, the play-by-play voice for your New Orleans Pelicans. We welcome in Aaron Summers for the first time on the Pelicans podcast. She'll be on the sidelines for our radio broadcast and, of course, studio host as well. I know we both got to watch practice. All of us got to watch practice. It just felt good to be back in the building. First, Aaron, I'll start with you and, and welcome you in, onto the team. But kind of how was it for you, your first media day with the team, first time watching practice? A, a lot to soak in these last couple of days. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun getting to meet the players and talk to them, learn a little bit about who they are as an athlete and then also as a person. And at media day, just really good energy from everybody. Everybody seemed really excited. You could see them in the hallways, the players embracing, really excited to see each other. And you always like that kind of chemistry and the fact that they actually like each other and they want to spend time together is is huge. And then at practice, that energy only continued and it turned into competition and they were really going after it in some of these drills that they were doing, whether it was a three point contest or somebody trying to defend another person. And they were getting really excited when they got stops or cheering for other players when they had a good shot. So that was fun to watch as well. Just, I think that the, the vibe around the team right now is really positive. Todd, it truly felt like a first day of school, especially for us. You know, we didn't get to meet anyone on the team last season, didn't even get to meet the head coach last year, um, new regime. Um, it felt like the first day of school with media day. And one, we got to get you a normal, regular season for the first time. This is your third season with the Pelicans. You have not completed 82 games yet. I feel like this is the year, Todd, for you. I would hope so, Daniel. I would really hope so. Yes, uh, let, let's uh, let's get some normalcy around here. But no, it was... It was awesome to be in the Smoothie King Center for Media Day on Monday. Like you said, you know, just to see the players again and uh, to to dap them up. I mean, we were were talking like, look, we haven't seen each other in person literally since March 2020 because last year, obviously, we were not able to interact with the team whatsoever, uh, even when we were broadcasting home games. So uh that was great to see and then like Aaron said yesterday at practice was awesome just to be back in the Oshner Sports Performance Center uh in the facility for the first time since March 2020 and be at practice and to to feel the vibe and to see what these guys were doing on the court and Aaron is completely correct Uh, you could just feel the energy in there I know it's the first day of practice Uh, they did have uh, actually two practices uh, yesterday, but the energy level from when they started on Tuesday morning to when they wrapped it up at about, you know, 715, uh, on Tuesday night, it did not dip whatsoever. So it was really good to see. Let's hope it continues throughout training camp. Yeah, Todd, of course, I think every team is going to have optimism after one day of training camp. So of course, you're going to hear that throughout, um, the other 29 NBA teams, but this is a little different now, three head coaches in three years for the Pelicans. And now Willie Green uh, in the fold. 
it just seems like Willie's also going to have to find his own way here in the, in training camp and in the preseason, because this is the first time that he's having to do everything media availability lat yesterday. He wasn't used to, because normally if he was an assistant coach, he'd be out there with the players helping them shoot. But now this is kind of a, a new territory for Willie as well. So just like some of the new players, uh, Willie's going to have to get used to some of the things he wasn't used to doing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, your assistants are so important uh, when you're a head coach, because you know, as we heard from Coach Green after practice yesterday, he's going to have to watch himself when he talks when when he's talking about you know yelling out instructions because there's only so much you can do, especially with all the media availability. He's going to have to do. You can lose your voice very very quickly, as uh, us broadcasters can attest. So he's going to have to pick and choose when he's going to have to quote unquote coach. But that being said, we did see him yesterday uh, break off into uh, into an individual court and coach uh, that group. So he's still teaching, he's still coaching, but he's going to have to pick and choose when he's going to have to raise his voice, so to speak. And Aaron, I think I remember you pointing that out to me yesterday that when they were breaking out of the stations, you're like, there's Willie right now running one of the stations. And it is sometimes you feel like that's surprising with the head coaches. They'd like to sit back and kind of watch, but I think that's what attracted uh, David Griffin and Trey Jelaine in the get Willie Green because he is someone that is still heavily involved with his players and, and wants to build those relationships with them. It's interesting because you watched him and he did step in in moments and use his voice and emphasize things that he thought was really important. And he said after practice that that was what he was going to have to do, learn when to use his voice because he wants it to be effective. He wants those things to be important and let the assistant coaches kind of go through the usual routines of stations and practice. And there was one moment that I noticed when Brandon Ingram actually came up to Willie, pulled him aside and was asking him some questions. And you could just see the respect that he has for the head coach and wanting to know how he would do something or what he was looking for. And then after practice yesterday, Brandon referenced, you know, how great the energy was, how much he liked coach Willie green and the respect level that that is there. It's just evident that everybody's really big on relationships in this, on this team right now. And coach green is really trying hard to develop good relationships with all of the players. Todd, it's going to be interesting when, when hearing from Brandon yesterday, he said one of the differences is, is Willie's going to kind of let them play a little more freely than maybe um, other years and says maybe make their own mistakes and kind of learn from them. I think that's going to be coming to fruition with these preseason games that we watch is you might see a little bit more mistakes, but that's okay. I think Willie's just going to kind of, kind of want them to get used to each other and kind of a, a different offense maybe than we saw in the past. It is going to be intriguing, Daniel these four preseason games, because look, I mean, we've talked about it uh, a lot in the last couple of days. This is a pretty deep roster. Your roster is pretty much set. I mean, I know you've got the, the, the full training camp roster, but you got to look at probably a 10 or 11 man rotation when you get into the regular season, maybe 12 on certain occasions, if you're talking about playing back to backs, but there's going to be a lot of competition for those rotations, uh, be it 10 or 11. And I think the challenge that Willie Green is going to have this preseason, and I think it's a good challenge to have, is to see what combinations are going to fit together. How many guards are you going to play in a lineup? How many bigs are you going to put out there at one time? I think we heard when we heard from David Griffin on Media Day, it, it's really a Swiss Army knife type of roster. Uh, there are a lot of guys that can play a lot of positions. So I don't know if it's going to be 
definitely characterize, all right, you know, so-and-so is going to play the three, the four. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be more of a positionless team, but that's when we get back into the preseason. A lot of combinations that, that Willie Green is going to have to put together. That is going to be the challenge in these four games. And Aaron, I think some others are going to get that opportunity with Zion Williamson not playing in the preseason. That means normally, you know, in the regular season, you're probably going to see B.I., Zion, and Jonas as your three, four, and five with the backcourt having some competition. But now with Zion out, I think that's where Todd's mentioning the combinations are going to come in. But I think the backcourt rotation is going to be what's most intriguing about who makes it out of there and who starts. Because you have the newcomers in Devontae Graham, you have Tomas Sadoransky, you already have Nikhil, who feels like everyone's talking about with what he did in Nashville during workouts and kind of his development throughout the offseason. And Willie talked about it yesterday. There is going to be some competition, but I think a little healthy competition could go a long way with this squad. There are so many viable options, and it was fun to watch them shoot and to run the court, handle the ball. Even some of the big guys, uh, Jackson Hayes really stood out with his ball handling skills and his ability to shoot from range. And he's somebody that we're looking at as a backup center. So somebody that has that type of versatility and the progression that he's made from last year to this year is huge. And it's only going to be an added benefit for this team. But with guards like Devontae Graham, you have Garrett Temple, who is a really good three and D kind of guy. And even like Didi Luzada, I mean, you have so many options and Kira Lewis is somebody else that's kind of looking good out there. So I don't want to make this decision. And luckily I don't have to, I'm just going to reap the benefits of, of how good everybody's looked so far, albeit it's only been one day. <laughs> well, Aaron, like, again, you said it's only been one day, but Jackson Hayes keeps shooting the three like he did yesterday. He might be rain, running point for all we know. I mean, uh, um, Jackson, I, who, who knew? I know he made three, three pointers in a game last year, very late in the season, but it was evident in the first day of workouts that he has been working on that outside shot. And if he adds that to his arsenal on a consistent basis, watch out. I think what's also evident, Todd, and Aaron mentioned Garrett Temple, is that's who I think some of these young guys are going to rely on as the go-to veteran. And I think obviously a hometown guy played his college ball at LSU. I think that's one of the reasons why David Griffin and Trajan Langdon made the move with the Lonzo Ball trade to bring him in is just that veteran presence. And with still so many young guys, I'm really curious to see how, how Garrett Temple can help lead the squad, especially with that backcourt competition. Yeah, not only can he be a mentor to the young guys, but he can play. I mean, yeah. he can absolutely make a contribution. So this is an invaluable piece to have on your roster, no matter if he plays or not. And, I, and look, just watching him yesterday, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to make contributions on this team. But for him just to be a leader in the locker room, you know, David Griffin and, and Willie Green talked about it extensively at Media Day. Look, we've got a still pretty young roster when you're talking about straight age, but you've got experience now. So it, I think it's going to be a perfect mix of youth, and experience, and you've got some veteran leadership too when you're talking about a Garrett Temple and a Jonas Valanciunas, uh, guys like that have been in a league for a very, very long time. So, you know, on paper, it looks pretty good. You just got to do it on the court. And Aaron, I think that go starts with, you know, a lot of people, I guess, media and outside think that maybe with the moves the Pelicans made, that maybe they didn't make that way to move up in the Western Conference. But I think people forget about the production of some of the guys that they've drafted a couple years ago. We already know what Zion Williamson can do. Of course, is going to miss the preseason with the foot injury. But year three is very big in the development stage for guys in the league. 
and Jackson Hayes, uh, what we're seeing with his outside shot, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, too. I think some people forget that just because they didn't make a huge splash, even though I think they did with some of the moves they made, that they're going to rely a lot on the guys that they've been working on for the last couple of years and see that maybe big step from them from year two to year three. It's always going to be a tough transition coming from college ball to the NBA. It's a little bit different game. And with the coaching changes, it's hard for some of these guys to really get their feet under them. And, and now with the way that coach green has taken over and he's really trying to develop the young talent that's here and help them because he saw how good these guys were in college or wherever else that they've been playing, he's invested in them. And I think that's allowing them to play a little more free, kind of get, get into their game and who they want to be as a player more. And Daniel, I don't want to sing, single out anybody in Aaron. I, look, I, I just, again, watching him yesterday, I don't see how Nikhil Alexander Walker is not going to have a huge year. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it not happening. And you could just tell, look, he's always been confident and myself and you and John DeShazer have talked about this constantly during broadcasts. Nikhil never saw a shot he didn't like. And he has had that up. He has had that mentality since he walked into the building a couple of years ago, but his confidence has continued to grow in the last couple of years and just watching him out there yesterday, he just seemed to be at ease. And I, and I don't mean that like he was taking things lightly. It, it just seemed that, you know, hey, I know what I can do. I've been in this environment now for a couple of years, and I'm ready to bust out and, and have a big, big year for this team. And um, I, I think that's somebody that we're going to really have to pay attention to as the year goes, but especially in the preseason, just to see how he jumps out of the gate. And before I let you all go, you talk about Aaron, the adjustment from college, the NBA. There's a couple of rookies, I think, to keep an eye on, especially in preseason when they probably will get some minutes. And that's Trey Murphy, who had one heck of a summer league with the Pelicans. But don't forget about Herbert Jones at pick number 35. A lot of people have their eyes on him with his defensive presence and him just being everywhere on the court. I think those are going to be two guys that we see uh, have some minutes in preseason. I think we'll kind of see them gradually develop here in the first couple of weeks something that they really emphasized at media day and yesterday was defense. They said it so many times throughout practice, that is going to be our bread and butter. It's going to be the defense. We're aiming to be a top three, top five defense in the league. And you can see how much effort they're putting into that side of the ball. And somebody like Herbert Jones fits right into that. That is what he did in college. And then even Trey Murphy, watching him out there, I think it was you, Graf, that said, man, I did, Trey Murphy just walked by and he's tall. He's yeah. way taller than I thought he was. And yep. he is. He is a big body out there. And he looks comfortable. And, and he's joking around. And he doesn't seem like, you know, I was a, a top draft pick and my eyes are so wide and what am I getting myself into kind of thing. He seems very comfortable with where he's at, very comfortable with the rest of the team. And we have to talk about the fact that it looks like Brandon Ingram, he looks like he's put a little bit of weight on. He looked a little, his face looked a little fuller, guys. <laughs> it was good weight, though, because I put on a lot of weight in the offseason, and it's not good weight. So there's a difference between what Brandon Ingram's put on and what I put on. But, yeah, absolutely. And I talked about this with Antonio at practice, how much it's going to help him drive to the rim. And he talked about it after practice. He goes, I want to force the contact this year. I don't want to be the guy taking the brunt of it. I want to be the guy doing the damage on the other end when he's driving into the paint. So that is something, Aaron, you're right to look out for uh, when we finally get to see this team in action on Monday. This is great stuff. 
Uh, we have a lot more preseason coverage, training camp coverage for you on Friday's podcast. We'll dive into uh, training camp with the television crew with Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels. Of course, tune in to Pelicans Weekly tonight on ESPN New Orleans at 6 p.m. Todd Graffinini will talk exclusively with Devontae Graham, one of the newcomers coming from Charlotte. Aaron Summers will have a conversation with head coach Willie Green. Kind of dive off the court and kind of get to know Willie as a person as well. And as we mentioned, we'll be back on Friday. And then don't forget Monday, first preseason game. And Todd, we are going to Minnesota. That's something we didn't get to say last year. We are back with the club traveling. I don't know if they're ready for us, but we're ready for them. It's going to be nice to watch an away game in person. I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, Daniel, I am going to cartwheel onto the charter on Sunday when we. Okay, we need video evidence of that. Okay. I'm going to do my darndest, Aaron. Uh, I'm going to get. I'm going to get on the plane first and make sure that I see that cartwheel. And if something else happens, you know, we know who to call <laughs> if we have to repair some seats due to some Todd Graffinini cartwheels. But, yes, we're all excited right now. And I know there's optimism around this team. And just even after watching one practice, we certainly enjoyed being there and certainly excited to see the guys and the energy that they're bringing throughout training camp. So, guys, I really appreciate it. I'll see you in a couple hours to watch practice. And we'll talk to you on the podcast throughout the season. Thank you both. All right. Until Friday, for Todd Graffinini and Aaron Summers, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by CP.